Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Hello and welcome along to this episode of La Liga Lowdown. You know that on Thursdays we like to take a deeper look at a topic in Spanish football and this week we're reflecting on Valencia's back-to-back Champions League finals. I'm your host, Jim McTeer, and we have a range of guests in this podcast to tell the story of Valencia's runs to and defeats in the Champions League finals of 2000 and 2001, including Swedish defender Joachim Bjorklund, a member of those famous Valencia squads. Before that, though, let's let Matt Clark set the scene by telling us about the year before Valencia's magical European journeys. Valencia's revival began with Claudio Ranieri, El General, who took over the club and steered them away from relegation trouble in 1998. The 98-99 season was the real turning point. They won the Intertoto Cup in pre-season, which was the club's first piece of silverware for 17 years. In La Liga, the club dramatically improved, finishing fourth and securing qualification for the Champions League, with Ranieri getting the balance between attack and defence just right. Only two clubs conceded fewer goals than Los Che that season, while only three scored more. Ranieri's approach was typically pragmatic, deploying a 4-4-2 formation, built on a solid defence with high pressing, exploiting space through speed and verticality on the counter-attack. One of Ranieri's key players was Gaisca Mendieta, whose development as a playmaker was at the heart of Valencia's football, while Argentine striker Claudio Lopez enjoyed his best goal-scoring season, scoring 37 times in 47 matches in all competitions. It was the Copa del Rey that was Ranieri's crowning glory. Valencia had a brilliant cup run, beating Barcelona home and away in the quarter-finals before an historic 6-0 thrashing of Real Madrid at Mestalla. Valencia's biggest ever win over Los Blancos. They went on to lift their sixth Copa by emphatically beating Atletico Madrid 3-0 in the final, providing tangible evidence for the winning mentality instilled by Ranieri. Unfortunately, his head had already been turned by the losing finalists and he resigned to join Atleti that summer, a move which in hindsight was a terrible choice. Before leaving, 
Ranieri de Valencia one last favour by recommending Hector Cooper as his successor, the coach who had just led Mallorca to third, their all-time highest finish in La Liga, one place higher than Valencia. Yes, the Argentine Hector Cooper was the man in the dugout. He was the man for Valencia. He was, as we'll find out, the nearly man. There's a really good piece on Cooper's career on these football times titled Hector Cooper, football's most persistent nearly man. It was written by Mario Otilio, and we've got Mario here to tell us about Cooper, the coach behind Valencia's deepest European adventures. Cooper first moved into football management at Huracan, where he had spent the four last years of his playing career. Uh, and as a manager of Huracan, his impact was dramatic. He drove the team through a memorable season in 1994, when he lost the title for an inch. Uh, then, before moving to Spain, he coached Lanos, where he won the uh, South American Europa League. And then uh, he moved to Europe in Mallorca, uh, where he really just kept the great work. Uh, he obtained in two years a fifth and a third place in La Liga, uh, giving passes to run challenges in UEFA competition. And in 1998-1999, that was probably the most memorable season for Mallorca, when uh, the team actually had reached the final of the Europa um, Cup Winners' Cup, um, that he lost 2-1 to Lazio. And that was one of the many finals that he then would lose in his career. Signing Valencia was a great reward uh, and a recognition of his success. He had some slow start in the first season in Valencia, but managed to grow steadily due to his character. Um, I would say he was a tough guy, but he was at the same time fair and, and a really uh, master tactician. Uh, in the words of Mendieta, uh, you can sum up Hector in, in two words in hard work and humility, and he really is somebody that was able to get through the players. Um, he was loved as he was able to make players better, maximize their performances like really few managers could do in early 2000s. Um, he had built that reputation in Mallorca and also continued in Valencia. And, uh, you know, amongst his best uh, cases in terms of improvement, I think Gerard managed to have a Spain debut and a comeback to Barcelona, but also Farinos get poached by Inter Milan, or Mendieta just got even better and better. He managed to, um, uh, I would say, work the magic with uh, veterans like Carboni or Angloma. And also in the second year, after a huge exodus of talents, because they managed to get through the Champions League finals, anyway, he distilled greatness out of his players, uh, you know, in a season when few gave them much chance of repeating their feat of reaching the final. About his style, um, I know you will strongly disagree, but I, in my opinion, Cooper's primary concerns were quite defensive. Uh, he built a tough defensive line, signing Mauricio Pellegrino, who formed a great centre-back duo with uh, Dukic. And this was the basis for success in the Liga, uh, as Valencia finished the first season with Cooper just five points behind the champions Deportivo La Coruña. Um, I would say his favourite formation was a 4-4-2. Sometimes maybe you can call it a 4-3-1-2, like in, in the Champions League final, for instance, with Real. Um, despite the reputation of being a defensive guy, I think Cooper managed really to uh, instill a, a, a play that was able to catch the eye of even the most demanding football fan. Um, the line of four featured really two tireless fullbacks, Angloma and Carboni, um, and the midfield line is now basically football history, right? You had players like Kili Gonzalez, Farinos, 
a very elegant Gerard and above all Gaetzka Mendieta, who is really a kind of a lighthouse of the team, thanks to the skills, the game vision and the sense of position. Um, Mendita wasn't the fastest player, but one of the most intelligent of his times. And, and then, you know, the line of forwards was completed by Claudio Lopez and Angulo and later on Cariu or uh, Sanchez. Now, we're several minutes in to this La Liga Lowdown Valencia special and we haven't spoken to our man in Valencia, Paco Pollitt. So let's do that right now. Here's Paco to tell us all about the run to the 2000 Champions League final. In my case, I do have very fond memories of that 1999-2000 season in Mestalla. For starters, it actually was the first year I managed to secure a season ticket with four of my friends and we were coming off a successful win in the Copa del Rey against Atletico, you know, that Mendieta golazo, and we all managed to squeeze into a stadium which was absolutely packed every single game. Ranieri had left, Hector Cooper was brought in and the Argentinian was smart enough to pick up all of the good stuff left from the previous season and enhance it even further. Maybe the best and most amazing memories from those two seasons were, of course, the Champions League nights at home. Mestalla is usually, you know, already a burly, hot, muy caliente ground with the steep stands looming over the pitch. And those Tuesday and Wednesday nights, a special atmosphere swept over the game. A supercharged feeling of excitement, of enthusiasm, because Valencia were always the underdogs. The rookies, the new kids on the block, they weren't meant to win, but they did. And they kept winning and winning. At home, Valencia were unstoppable. Things under Cooper's command starting great in summer 1999 when Valencia beat Louis van Gaal's Barca on a 4-3 aggregate score. You might remember Piojo Lopez was terrorizing Barca's defense on those years and his riotous performances were Incredible. And then the Champions League began. And one by one, all the bodies began hitting the floor after visiting Mestalla. First, Hapoel from Israel in the qualifying round. Then, Glasgow Rangers, PSV from Eindhoven. A double draw against Bayern München to end the first group stage and later move on to the next one. Both Valencia and Manchester United dominated that second round against Bordeaux from the French League and Italy's Fiorentina. And then... The day Europe really learned who Valencia were. A spectacular 5-2 score win against Lazio at home in a night for the ages. Remember, this was the Lazio of La Brujita Verón, Inzaghi, Marcelo Salas, Pavel Nedved. And they were thrashed mercilessly with an amazing performance by Gerard López, who got a hat-trick. And after knocking them out, Barca followed suit and suffered the same fate. 4-1 at Mestalla and knocked out once again. Valencia were in the final. They were going to face Real Madrid, but things didn't go down as expected. First UEFA Champions League final of the 21st century is an all-Spanish affair. Real Madrid take on finalist debutant Valencia. Centra Salgado, cabezazo de Morientes, gol. Se adelanta el Real Madrid. 
de este equipo. Cuidado, McManaman, el disparo y el gol. Marca el inglés, el segundo del partido. Una acción que viene de un saque de banda. Que se va a plantar ante Cañizares. Galopada atravesando medio campo. Cañizares frente a él. Raúl que se va. Le dribla y marca el tercero. El Real Real Madrid free Valencia nil. That was a full-time score of the 2000 Champions League final. That was how Valencia's fairy tale run came to an end. This was the starting lineup for Hector Cooper's side that night in the Stade de France. Santiago Canizares, Jocelyn Angloma, Miroslav Dukic, Maurizio Pellegrino, Gerardo, Javier Farinos, Gaisca Mendieta, Kili Gonzalez, Gerard, Miguel Angel Angulo, and Claudio Lopez. The game started off at a wild pace, with Valencia holding their own and carving out a few early chances, but Real Madrid took advantage at the breakdown from a blocked Roberto Carlos free kick. The ball eventually recycled and headed in by Fernando Morientes. In the second half, Steve McManaman's famous stunning volley and Raul's late counter-attack in third sealed the deal. This wasn't the first Champions League final of the 21st century, despite what we heard in the commentary. It was the last final of the 20th century, but Valencia were indeed in the first one of the 21st century too. We'll hear about that after this short pause. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome back to this La Liga Lowdown podcast on Valencia and their two Champions League finals in a row in 2000 and 2001. We heard from Paco Pollitt in part one about the team's progression through the two group stages and the quarter and semi-finals to reach their first ever European Cup final. Now, let's hear from Paco again as he explains how they went back to UEFA's showpiece event just 12 months later to take on Bayern Munich. Losing that 2000 Champions League final against Real Madrid was one of the toughest blows I, my friends, or any Valencia fan could suffer. I remember vividly people crying, the reactions, the sadness. But amazingly, not only did the team manage to recover from such a disappointment, they did it again. Yeah, they swept teams left and right next season once again. Olympic Lyonnais. Olympiacos, again, Manchester United with that stellar and magical debut by Pablo Aymar, the Argentinian. Sturmgrath and Panathinaikos also fell prey to Valencia. They were in quarterfinals once again. A crucial Ayala goal in Highbury Park, the memories, helped Valencia squeeze through onto the next round after beating Arsenal. And not just Arsenal, but THE Arsenal. Henri, Pire. David Seaman, Patrick Vieira, Canu, Ashley Cole, you might also know them as the Invincibles a couple of years later. 
So Valencia were again in semifinals. The little team had made it again. And against Leeds United with Mark Biduka, Harry Hewell as their forwards, Valencia scored three. One of them a blatant handball by Juan Sanchez and made it to Milano. That night against Leeds United, 3-0 in Mestalla, the celebrations were memorable. But again, disaster struck. And the story, unfortunately for this Cinderella Bats, wouldn't end happily against Bayern. Milan is the setting for the 2001 UEFA Champions League final between Bayern and Valencia. Final few seconds, and that is it. 120 minutes, and they are still level at 1-1. It will be penalties to decide the 2001 Champions League final. Pellegrino gegen Kahn. Kahn, die Bayern! Die Bayern! And Bayern Munich are champions of Europe for the first time in 25 years. Santiago Canizares, Jocelyn and Gloma, Roberto Ayala, Maurizio Pellegrino, Amadeo Carboni, Ruben Baraja, Gaiska Mendieta, Kili Gonzalez, Pablo Aymar, Juan Sanchez, and John Carew. That was the Valencia lineup for the 2001 final, the final of penalties. Both goals in normal time were scored from the spot a third minute Mendieta penalty and a 50th minute one from Stefan Effenberg. Mehmet's goal had seen a penalty saved by Canizares 2 in the first half, and then of course it went to a shootout. That was where Oliver Kahn was the hero for Bayern. Saving from Zlatko, Zachovic, Carboni and Pellegrino for a 5-4 win in the shootout. It was heartbreak for Valencia. Heartbreak, which Swedish defender Joachim Bjorklund, who was a member of that Valencia squad, told La Liga Lowdown all about in a phone call. Joachim, first of all, what does Valencia Club de Football mean to you? Yeah, obviously a great club. I had a few really good years in, uh, in Valencia as a football player. And then me and my family stayed there, uh, lived there for uh, 20 years on and off. So it's got a big place in my heart, for sure. In this Champions League run that we're discussing, the first match of this incredible run was a very special one for you as Valencia played... Rangers, your former club, it was a 2-0 win at Mestalla. At that point, the first game of the Champions League season, how far did you and your teammates expect to go in the Champions League? We weren't really thinking uh, beyond the group stages, to be honest. Uh, we knew we had a decent chance to qualify from the group stages and then uh, it was kind of take it from there. It was uh, 
uh, we knew we had a good team, but uh, we didn't think about ending up in the final. Uh, I'm pretty sure we didn't. But of course you did, uh, defeating Barcelona in the semi-finals. What was that moment like, especially the 4-1 win in the first leg at Mestalla, the moment you realised you were going to the final? A little bit of a disbelief. Uh, we knew we had something good going on, and then we drew Barca in the, in the quarter, in the semis, and we knew we would win with the chance, but uh, to beat them 4-1 and, and kill the game at home... Uh, was a little bit unexpected, but uh, great memories, obviously. And of course, then the final took place with Real Madrid's victory. What was the what was the feeling afterwards? To even reach the final was incredible, but it must have been so heartbreaking in the moment. Yeah, for sure. Uh, you feel a little bit empty, and we we obviously didn't think uh, that we were going to have this, uh, that chance again. Uh, which we proved wrong the, the year after when we went to the final again. But uh, after, after the final, I, I think uh, most of all it was disappointing that we didn't really compete in the final because uh, we ended the season really good in the league and uh, Real Madrid were struggling and came into the final like a little bit of favourites. And, uh, and then in the final we didn't perform. And after the game you, you feel a bit empty. You didn't think you... We're going to have another chance to, to win a Champions League. Then, of course, you did go back to the final the next season and it was even closer to the penalty shootout defeat. Was that harder or easier to come to terms with having also been in the final the year before? Oh, uh, hard to answer. Uh, at least in that final, we gave ourselves a chance. We, we played a decent final, actually, and uh, could have won it uh, before the penalties. But then... Losing two finals in a row, especially being a club like Valencia, we're not in the finals every year like the big clubs. Uh, heartbreaking again, but when you look back on it now, it's obviously mostly fond memories from those two Champions League campaigns, but uh, at the time it was pretty hard actually. Some really fascinating insight there from a man who was there and who played in 14 of Valencia's Champions League matches across those two memorable seasons. Valencia didn't return the Champions League final in 2002 for the game at Hamden Park. As a Glaswegian, I'm a little offended actually. Maybe they just didn't think Glasgow was as glamorous as the 2000 and 2001 settings of Paris and Milan. Maybe. But despite the lack of Champions League drama in 2001-2002, that season did go down in Valencia history for another reason, because they went on and won the league title. Here's Alex Fitzpatrick with the happy ending Valencia fans were waiting for. After the disappointment of the Champions League final defeat against Bayern Munich, it looked as if Valencia may have to go back to the drawing board. Coach Hector Couper was recruited by Inter Milan and tasked with ending their barren run without a title. This left a vacancy at Valencia, which was filled by a young up-and-coming coach joining from Tenerife, a 41-year-old Rafael Benitez. Hector Couper was not the only departure that summer. Influential goal-scoring midfielder Mendieta moving to Italian giants Lazio for a 48 million euro transfer fee. The Spaniard had been directly involved in 20 goals the previous season, including assists, and would leave behind a gaping hole in the side. The season started in unspectacular fashion for Benitez, and Valencia found themselves in mid-table, disqualified from the Copa del Rey for fielding too many non-EU players. 
However, the tide quickly turned and Valencia gained momentum, going on a winning run, losing only one league game between the end of January and the culmination of the season. Benitez, now renowned for his solid and unspectacular style, led Valencia to a points total of 75 points, scoring just 51 goals, but this was enough to see them crowned as champions. The team conceded only 29 goals, and whilst the attacking football was not flowing as before, goalkeeper Santiago Canizares and centre-halves Mauricio Pellegrino and Roberto Ayala starred and helped to carry Valencia to title glory with what is now the lowest points total to win La Liga in the past 20 years. Well, that's all for this La Liga Loden podcast on Valencia's back-to-back runs to the Champions League final. A pretty amazing story and one that appears all the more remarkable as time goes on. My thanks go out to all of our contributors, to Mark Clark, to Mario Tiglio, to Paco Pollitt, to Joaquin Bjorkland and to Alex Fitzpatrick. I'm Hugh McTeer, and I've been your host, and I'll finish by saying thank you for listening. We'll be back to talk Spanish football with you very soon. Mm-hmm.